Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is Digitex.ca. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. You can keep in touch uh, on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. That's 780-496-0063. And you can text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. If you think all dealerships are the same, you'd better think again. Uh, Experience the difference of buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. We're also available on Twitter at OilersNow, at Bob underscore Stoffer, and at Brendan Escott. I do want to get to a couple of your texts here before we bring aboard uh, the young stud himself, Matt Savoy. This one out of Grand Prairie. Uh, who do you draft this year, Brendan? I want Caulfield. He's definitely not Yamamoto. Yamamoto will be an excellent third or fourth line player with his defensive ability on the penalty kill and his tenacity plus the ability to draw penalties. But Yamamoto lacks a shot and is not as fast as some make him out. As Caulfield, sniper, faster, goes on a little bit more. Listen, I personally do not think Caulfield is going to be available to the Oilers at 8. If he was, however, absolutely. I think they should take that. This lineup, and it was really hammered home last night by not only Holland, but Tippett as well. They've got to find more ways to score than just the top line. Obviously. So if Cole Caulfield is your best bet doing that, I don't care if he's six foot eight or five foot one. You should probably take the best scoring option available there. I know Bob likes the uh, the Philip Broberg possibility. I think if you're going to do that, in all likelihood, you're going to see another young defender moved out as part of a package to bring in scoring depth. That's if they don't take the forward route. But if you're asking me, and if I'm sitting there at the draft table, it's got to be a forward Caulfield's would be uh, certainly up there. Um, 
there's going to be a wealth of talent available, though. This is a, one of the better drafts that I can recall in recent memory. Uh, somebody who's going to be a big part of a future NHL draft, but has officially signed his standard player agreement in the WHL with the Winnipeg Ice. The first overall pick this past year is Matthew Savoy. Now, this uh, it's been somewhat publicized, the struggles that the, the family has gone through trying to get exceptional status through Hockey Canada, whether that be to play in the WHL at 15 years old or the AJ. He was also committed to the University of Denver. But we'll bring him aboard to talk about it himself. Matthew, appreciate you taking the time today joining me here on Oilers Now. Uh, just start off by telling me, I guess, about the decision to join the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, it was super exciting. They were offering so much, and I just feel like it's a great atmosphere down there. So I'm really excited for for next year. Now it was quite a process deciding because you were also committed to the University of Denver. Uh, which route you were going to take? Can you? What can you tell me about the process and and having to decide whether you were going to take the NCAA route or the WHL route? It was a really tough, long decision. Both are good options, but. I felt for me personally that, you know, in general, Winnipeg was was the right option for my development moving forward. Uh, And you think a lot of that has to do with what they wanted to. Does it seem like, number one, I know they have a lot of young players. There's going to be a core group, Matt, and obviously you're a part of it. That's going to be quite spectacular coming up over the next couple years. Did that influence your decision as well, knowing they've got guys like Carson Lambos, et cetera? Yeah, there's uh, there's some great players there, and their coaching staff, and it's just a great atmosphere down there. Everyone wants to, everyone wants to keep moving forward. So I'm just really excited to be a part of that. So obviously, you're you're still a year away from being able to play there full time. So has there been any decision made? Uh, what can you tell me about what the next year of hockey looks like for you? Uh, within the WHL, that would be that would be a question mostly for the WHL commissioner because we don't have a final decision but next year we're just we're not sure what's going to happen yet is there a timeline for you to sort of have a decision made or are you waiting on the whl or hockey canada just to have a better idea of what the next year looks like for you uh i don't know what the timeline is but i think that yeah again that's a question for the whl commissioner fair enough my friend okay again i appreciate you taking the time good luck the rest of the way and i hope we connect soon that is matthew savoy of the uh, right now the Northern Alberta extreme, although we are uh, we're not a hundred percent sure, obviously, where he's going to play next year. So this is an interesting story that we'll have to follow along. It sounds like they are still lobbying with the WHL, the family is, I mean, uh, about getting him into a few more games than is typically allowed. Now, this has been the battle. Uh, It's been won a few times out east with the OHL and the exceptional status, of course. Uh, Text me at 630-630. What do you think? And and maybe why do you think the WHL hasn't uh, been as lenient in some senses with getting the younger players in there? We know that his older brother, Carter, who tore up the AJ last year with uh, the Sherwood Park Crusaders, he was also committed to Denver. There was going to be the family tie there. I think that might have been plan A. And uh, now they are going to take the direction of the the WHL route, which I know Bob is a, is a big proponent of. Obviously, you know, it is the highest level of competition available to him. And he is going to have an incredible wealth of young players. Winnipeg has, or formerly Kootenai, has been picking in the top couple of uh 
draft slots over the past couple of years. So I mentioned Carson Lambos. Uh, Morgan Geeky's little brother will be there as well. He was the second overall pick behind Matthew Savoy. Of course, Peyton Krebs is going to be there. Uh, likely not to start this season. Uh, that's safe to say. But there is a, an incredible wealth of young talent in Winnipeg. And you've seen what that can do to one player's draft stock based on what we've seen this year with the U.S. National Development Team and the, the under-18 program there. You're playing with the best. That's not going to do you any harm with your skills. It might make it harder to evaluate, but ultimately the goal is to play with the best players so you can be the best player uh, that you can be. Um, we are going to get to a couple interviews here. I was hoping we'd have time for this. So Cam York, one of the players on that national development team, he is a Yale University commit. He'll be a Bulldog soon enough. Uh, he was talking with Bob at the draft combine. Let's get to that right now as we dive into our direct workwear audio vault, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Once again, this is draft prospect Cam York. An Anaheim kid did uh, Scott Needham played a huge part in uh, sort of developing you along the way. Just a thought on what it was like to have a, a Hall of Fame defenseman out of the Western Hockey League, uh, you know, as a bit of a mentor. Yeah, no, for myself it was it was huge. And as a kid, you know, you you, you look up to him. And um, being out West, I was able to watch him raise the Stanley Cup uh, with Anaheim. So um, just a guy that I look up to. And, um, you know, off the ice, he's just uh, a really good guy and super down to earth. So, um you know, you, you would think that with a guy that makes $7 million a year that he would have a Bugatti off the ice, but he's got a Honda Civic, and um, it's a super down-to-earth guy, and I think as a kid, to see someone that good and, and as humble as he is is uh, pretty special. So We've seen a movement with smaller puck-moving defensemen. It's kind of your game as well. Mm -hmm. uh, how important was your time at Shattuck? Yeah, Shattuck, I felt like, uh, kind of prepared me for the NTDP a little bit better. Um, you know, I think moving away from your family for the first time also is a, is a big step. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough to see your mom crying as you're walking out the door at age 14. But, um, you know, I felt like for my development, it was huge and um, prepared me for the junior level a little bit better. And, um, you know, I, I became a much more mature, independent guy. So um, Shattuck had a, had a really big impact on me. What do you think is the biggest area that you have to improve upon to get to the next level? Yeah, to get to the next level, I think physically, um, you know, I need to put on some weight and, and get a little bit physically stronger. Um, but I think the college level will, will help me get there, and um, you know, hopefully, I'll be ready in a, in a few years. So. Going to Michigan, uh, Cam Fowler obviously is another, you know, sort of Anaheim guy. Is that who you're patterning your game after a bit, or is there somebody that you, I mean, besides Niedermeyer that you would have looked up to? Yeah, no, Cam. Uh, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet him a few times, um, but I feel like we, we do have a pretty similar game, and. Um, a guy like him or, or Morgan Riley, I feel like someone who's not physically the biggest in stature, but um, you know, good puck movers and, and uh, play the game smart and um, can pretty much play in all, all situations. So um, I, I'd say both those guys are, are pretty close to myself. That is Cam York with Bob Stoffer at the Draft Combine in Buffalo. Uh, York, you got to figure probably somewhere between pick 12 and pick 20 in that neighborhood. Uh, certainly a, a good young defender there. Uh, Dylan Cousins is somebody that us in Western Canada will know far more about, a big center. Uh, but it's been interesting watching his draft stock sort of elevate. And now now it's even more of a wild card than ever before. As uh, Craig Button, I believe, put out the list and didn't include Cousins nor Kirby Doc in his top 10. So where does Dylan Cousins fall? Well, let's find out a little bit more about him as a player. He was with Jack Michaels 
at the draft combine. Dylan, first off, the obvious is I'm one of the few people you probably know at this event that's driven that Alaska highway. I didn't foresee ever talking to someone from the Yukon at this event. Uh, tell me a little bit about your journey. Uh, give me the Coles notes, if you will. Yeah, it's it's been a long journey and a tough journey. Just growing up there and playing hockey there, the, the competition wasn't the best. Uh, and I didn't ever get to play against other kids my age, you know, at the top level. Like, if we were in the Peewee uh, rep team, we'd play in the Bantam House League. So it definitely wasn't ideal. And then when you got to a certain age, you'd play against grown men. And I, I think when I was 12 years old, I, I broke my leg playing against grown men. So I knew that wasn't going to work and that if I wanted to, you know, chase my dreams of playing in the NHL, I'd have to move. And, and then I did when I was 14 years old. And that's a little bit earlier than a lot of kids have to. So yeah. I'm just curious, you know, is that part of what makes you a mentally tough player today? Because that could not have been an easy decision, even though you're chasing a dream. Yeah, for sure. I, it definitely helped me mature quick. Just leaving my family when I was 14 years old, I, it was a big adjustment and I had to, you know, really quickly and I think it's definitely helped with my mental strength. I know you had to leave because you wanted to chase the NHL dream but at the same time I get the sense that you're very proud of where you're from and you know you're in a bit of uncharted territory. Brian Baltimore is an oiler. He, yeah. he made it for a couple games back in the day, yeah. but it means something to you. Oh yeah, for sure. I wouldn't want to change my path at all. You know, so I could say that I wish I grew up in Vancouver and got to play against competition my whole life, but I, I wouldn't want that. I'm happy where I came from, and I'm happy with the path I've overcome and and the things that I've overcome to get where I am today. And I wouldn't change a thing about it. Well, you might change one thing, and that's that first round series. I, I know uh, it was a, a disappointing end to a really good season uh, for you personally and for the club in Lethbridge. Yeah, that was definitely disappointing. Uh, it shocked us. Like we, we weren't ready to go out that early, and we were surprised, and it was very disappointing and heartbreaking. Have you talked to the Oilers? Are you potentially, uh, you know, a player that you feel might be on their radar? Yeah, I, I met with them uh, multiple times, so it went well, and you know, I hope I'm on their radar. That's Dylan Cousins from Buffalo. And Jack Michaels again conducting that interview with Dylan Cousins. Hey, he's been mocked to Edmonton on a few drafts. And if he is, as the team determines it to be, the best player available sitting there, perhaps he does become an Edmonton Oiler. Bob thinks he's going a little bit before that. It's it's so hard to speculate. And, you know, teams are so guarded about this kind of thing. And in a year like this, where really after the top two picks it opens wide up to essentially the same tier of players that could fall anywhere in picks 3 through 10, 11, 12. It's going to be an interesting one. And uh, with that, Ken Holland saying last night that the trade talk's likely to heat up as they do step into Vancouver next Friday for the 2019 NHL Entry Draft. If you've got any thoughts on that, you can dial us, 780-496-0063. We'll get to those calls. We'll get to some more texts coming up after a quick timeout. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bod Stoffer on 630 Chad. 122 in Edmonton, Brendan Escott here. And I was thinking that that is one of very few where were you when moments last night, in my life anyway, when the Raptors took down the championship. Would have been nicer to see them do it at home, but nevertheless it is. And obviously as a sports fan, it's going to be one of the premier things. It's the story I'm going to tell my grandchildren. Where was I when they hit, uh, when, you know, when they hit that shot uh, to even get to this point? Where was I when they won the championship? 
This is going to be fun. If you have one of those stories, maybe it's the 2010 Olympics, the golden goal. Text me at 630-630. Would love to get your thoughts on that. Uh, it's kind of hard to appreciate history when you're literally living in it at that moment. It's pretty interesting. Uh, parody is not a thing, really, in the NBA, is it? I mean, five straight finals appearances for the Golden State Warriors. But parody and the NHL was one of the topics last night at the hot stove event for the season ticket holders. Uh, Ken Holland did a media scrum afterwards. He had a thought on that, and we're going to get to that right now. you got to have depth. And, you know, your best players have to be really competitive. And I think that's why the both those teams were the last two teams standing. And uh, I think it also speaks to parity. I think that uh, the St. Louis Blues were, uh, were they dead last in the National Hockey League, uh, like January the 2nd. And they're, uh, they're, they've, they're obviously going to have a parade here in the next day or two. So I think it speaks to parity. And when you're down, you're not as down as you think you are. And when you're up, you're not that far away from, uh, you know, you look at the two the two number one seeds this year. Between them, they won one game in the first round of the playoffs, Calgary and Tampa Bay. So uh, I think uh, there's a lot of teams close. And uh, you got to find ways to get a little bit better. Uh, but, but there's a lot of teams close. And, I mean, it's as simple as that. Any, any team can win it seemingly in any given year as long as the right pieces are in place. And... St. Louis is a good example that you can uh, certainly turn it around on a moment's notice. So we're going to bring aboard Darcy on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Darcy, you want to talk about the draft? Yeah, man. Um, so you know what? Uh, I just want to say from last night's hot stove, um, you know, I, 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 as a season C holder, I appreciate that the Oilers are trying to do some unique things. But the reality is, is that they need to they need to get it right. And to get it right means they're going to have to be patient. They're going to have to draft. And I don't know who they're going to take. Um, all I know is that whoever they take, they better get it right. Because, you know what, Ken Holland, Dave Tippett, they're, they're, they're good hockey men. But you could say the same thing about McClellan and Shirelli four years ago. And from what I've seen over the last 13 years is GMs and coaches come in and, in and they say this and they say that and they give you lip service. And last night was a lot of lip service, I felt, as a fan. But just get it right. And I hope that they nail it. Whoever they draft, just have it right. Get the right player. Get someone that's going to be a player in the league. Don't, we, we, can't, we can't keep wasting draft picks. And that's what they've done. You know, Yakupov. Um, Pulley might might be a waste. Who knows? Like these high end draft picks, you, you got to start nailing these. Right. Um, and you know, one thing I would say to that, Darcy, and this was uh, kind of overemphasized by the guys at the hot stove last night, is it seems that they're not expecting whomever they take at eight to be ready to play in the NHL this year. So there's not going to be a rush. And I don't know how you felt about it, but I got the impression that there's a lot of guys that they have basically scouted within the same talent range. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would say that too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? And Ken Holland, his history shows that he doesn't rush guys. But at the same time, you know what? The pressure is on. It's a unique situation coming to Edmonton. We're, we're, not, we're not Detroit. We're not Boston. We're not an American city. Hockey is number one in this town. Like, let's not, let's not forget that. And you know what? For years, we've seen this team just spin its wheels. They're wasting Connor McDavid's ears. Like, it's just the pressure is on the got to get this right with that said as a fan just do it right if you, if it takes two years to get it right 
and you turn this into a championship caliber team for the next 15, then take the time to do it. But just get it right. That's all I ask as a fan. I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you one more thing here, Darcy, because this is pretty polarizing here on our text line. What is your stance on Cole Caulfield and whether he could be a, a future contributor for the Oilers? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know who Tough Cole Caulfield say. really is. So right. I'm not gonna. I know. I know. If if, if I had if I had my choice for who I wanted in the draft, flat out, it's Bowen Byram. Like that kid. I think at the end of the day. Uh, 20 years from now, he's going to be the pick that came out of that draft. He's going to be better than Jack Hughes. This kid is the real deal. And, I mean, you watch his highlights, you watch him play live, he is phenomenal. And if the Oilers are going to sell the farm, not sell the farm, if the Oilers are going to try and move up to grab anybody, go after him. He is the kid to build around. This kid is like he, he's doing things in his 17-year-old draft year that kids were doing at 18. So that's, that's who I want to see the Oilers go after. I know we're not going to get them at eight, but if they could sneak up and get through, get the third overall pick, do it. Do it in a heartbeat. Appreciate the input, Darcy. Thanks for the call. Thanks, man. But, uh, hey, you know what? I it, it would take the Oilers moving up. I don't see Bowen Byron. He will not get past four. I can almost guarantee you that. Uh, but he has been compared to Scott Niedermeyer, and that – you're getting compared to a Hall of Famer. you got to appreciate that. Uh, one more quick text here. It's uh, This one from Jesse in Edmonton says, I'm pretty sure the Flames are gunning for Jake Allen secretly. They can give uh, Mike Smith as a backup. Uh, well, the Oilers will have a new backup goaltender, absolutely. I'm not sure. The Flames probably, you know what, there's a lot of teams across the league that would like Jake Allen as a, as a backup goaltender or, you know, part of a timeshare. I don't think that the Oilers have ruled him out as a possibility either. 128 in Edmonton. We're going to shift gears as we uh, head off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwin. We're back with the voice of the Eskimos, Morley Scott, to preview tonight's season opener. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.